The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You might remember at this time yesterday, we spoke to Dr. John Murray from DCU, and John was here to talk about Christianity and to explore the main beliefs and tenets of Christians all over the world. It was the first instalment of our series that we're running this week. What do we believe? Wherein we try to explore what those belief systems are in the world's major religions. Today, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show Amanola Dasundi from our Cork studio. He's a senior lecturer in contemporary Islam and head of the religions department in University College Cork. Amanola, you're welcome to The Hard Shoulder and it's good to talk to you. Um, Yesterday, John was talking to us about the Christian understanding of God and and. Uh, the understanding of that being through the prism of the Trinity. What is or how would you describe or define the Muslim understanding of God? Hi, Kieran. It's great to chat with you. Um, so, uh, it, it's gosh, it's it's hard to kind of put all this into into a nutshell. Um, as you know, about a quarter of the population of the world are are Muslim. Um, Islam is an extension, or or could I call it a legacy? of what was set in motion by Judaism. So there's something quite distinct about the way that Judaism, Christianity and Islam look to go to, to the idea or the notion of one God. And that was set in motion uh, through the Hebrew Bible. And that is something that is extended then within Christianity and then also within Islam. So I'm, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit confused as to the ordering in which you're having this conversation because you should actually have had it with Judaism first, Christianity and then Islam. But anyway, let's not get into that. But I think what is at the core here is that all three of these faiths um, attest and affirm this idea that there is one God and that idea, those ideas of one God were set in motion uh, in in the Hebrew Bible. Uh, does that extent, that that overlap? I suppose that that to an extent goes uh, uh, goes to explain the tension maybe between the three religions. Does it? Absolutely, because what is at the uh, what is significant here is that there is this very solid, confirmed conviction of a belief in a god. Uh, but what what happens when you look within these three? Uh, religions is that they they're understanding them 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 differently um and they're 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 getting closer to god in very different ways and that inevitably will build a bridge and also not build a bridge if that makes sense and that's yeah. why i think these three religions um in their thought and practice have also always been at loggerheads and have always kind of uh you know be, be they're they're competing claims to god Right. That's that's very important. Even though you want to build a bridge, you want to love your neighbor. All of this is very core. They are competing claims to God. And that's something very significant. So it is inevitable that you will have that that tension within the three faiths. And then I guess each of the three faiths uh, would claim that, you know, that their particular relationship with God is is the relationship with God, is the true relationship with God. How is the word for that? (laughs) There's a fancy word for that, which comes as covenant, right? So each of these three religions believe that they have this special relationship with God. And that comes through a covenant with God. Jews believe they have a distinct and special relationship, as do uh, uh, Christians and as do Muslims. And that that makes it even more complicated because each of them believe that they have something special. But it also allows them to understand 
uh, that relationship, that special relationship in terms of identity and internal uh, pluralism as well. But the key themes within these three religions are, are pretty much the same. They are scripture-based religions. They believe in a text. They believe in the interpretation of that text. They all believe in this, the same creation story, the same Adam and Eve story. Script, the scriptures have a lot of the same stories within them. Uh, within Islam, uh, you have the Quran. Uh, Muslims believe that it is a divine text. You know, all the same, uh, you know, the, the usual suspects keep cropping up within the Quran as they do within the Hebrew Bible, within the New Testament. So um, Islam, I think, at, at some level had it easy because it is it is uh, reaffirming a lot of what's been said before. Um, and, and that makes it that makes it um, a, a legacy of, of Judaism and Christianity, which makes them inseparable. So that's kind of scripture. They believe in creation, that idea of covenant identity. They also are very strong on commandment, ritual, ethics, upholding good, trying to stay away from bad and evil. And that, that kind of adds um, uh, these identity factors within uh, the three that, religions. That, that, that covenant with God, mm. um, yeah. again, yesterday John was talking about you know, the Christian understanding of it being you know, man made in the image of God and then man sending you know, his yeah. only son who was, kind of, was of him, you know, was of the yeah. Trinity to save mankind from sin. The, the Islamic covenant, like how would you describe yeah. it because uh, uh, so the, uh, yeah go yeah. on so the, so the so the islamic covenant is is about making sure that you're you're constantly and consistently consistently remembering and acting in that belief of god and 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 constantly being aware of ideas of sin of good and evil and repenting um and so you know within within islam you don't you don't have the idea uh, you know the concept the theological concept of of original sin and so what you have within islam is this this constant kind of um strengthening of of that of that covenant of that relationship with god through ritual acts so for example as you know uh, muslims pray so it's obligatory and to be ritually clean while, while they pray. So, you know, Muslims, I would say, generally are, are, are obsessed with cleanliness. You know, um, I recently had a conversation with somebody about, have you ever wondered about my watering pot in the toilet? And they said, yeah, I did wonder about that. What's that for? But anyway, I'll let you fill in the blanks or do a Google search <laughs> on that. But water is essential because it's about keeping your body clean at all times in order for you to remember God and to to, to be able to pray. So Muslims will, will generally pray five times a day. Some denominations will pray, uh, uh, you know, differently, a different number of prayers. But prayer is very important, as it is within Judaism and Christi- uh, Christianity as well. Fasting, the, 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 kind of the, the, the kind of the devotion of giving up food and drink during the month of Ramadan from, morn- from, from dawn until dusk. Um, in order to again reaffirm and strengthen that covenant with God. Charity. So what is charity? It could be a monetary charity, but also within Islamic traditions, a smile is a charity, mm. right? As you, I was just thinking about that. I was trying to do that as I was walking up to the studio and I thought people are going to think I'm an absolute idiot. <laughs> but, you know, smiling is a charity. And so that's a ritual act of of peace, the pilgrimage. Muslims uh, uh, go on this on this very... Well, this, uh, so these know, are the five pillars you're talking about, yeah, is it? Yes. Yeah, the five pillars. So, the, so they're, they're connected to the belief. So the belief, you know, the, what Muslims believe and then a- acting. So these are, the fancy word for that is these are religions of ortho, orthopraxy. The, the, Islam is a religion, just as Judaism and Christianity is. It's not just about thought. It's not about just 
thinking about God. I mean, this there might be some people thinking, oh, theologically, this could be quite... But it's about practice, right? This is why loving your neighbour... I mean, we could argue until the cows come home on, on what is love and, and what's pure love and what's godly love and blah, blah, blah. But love in, in, its, in a way... How do you love your neighbor? Is that love, is that, uh, you know, conditional or is it unconditional? So again, all of this is, is to do, to do with faith, what you believe and then how you act on that. And all those religions we're, we're talking about, these monotheistic religions that we're all familiar mm. with, Judaism and Christianity and Islam, um, they all have prophets. Is there a hierarchy of prophets in Islam? Or like where is, like Muhammad top of that pile or is yeah. he on a par so, with so, others? So, so M- Muslims believe that prophets were sent in order to tell human beings of the existence and what that means to have a relationship with God. Muslims believe that the, the first prophet was Adam. Uh, and again, it is contested about whether Eve was a prophet. Some Muslims believe that Eve was also a prophet. Um, and also Mary Mary has a chapter uh, for herself in the Quran um, and Mary receives. It's anybody who has a, a form of a communication, a communication with God. So Muhammad is a, um, is a prophet who receives the you know the revelation of the Quran um, and in amongst all of that Muslims also believe that that Jesus is a prophet Abraham is a prophet David Solomon uh, Joseph all these you know these these figures that we are aware of within um, within the Hebrew Bible mm. and also the New Testament as well. So what, what's the significance then of Muhammad above the others? So Muhammad is significant because Muhammad is uh, Muhammad is is inextricably bound to the Quran, right? So 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 again, Muhammad received that revelation from God, which Muslims believe is divine. It's inimitable. Muhammad has had no link with that. It is it is purely God's word. Which which makes it a little bit complicated when we start talking about the theology. And so when Muhammad was alive, when the Prophet was alive, he was, he was able to tell people, right, this is what's coming from the Quran. This is how you live it out. That's where it goes to your, your question about what Shia and what Sunni. That's where that comes from. So when the Prophet Muhammad dies... The mm. community, the people of the Muslims start saying, oh, gosh, what do we do now? And one of the questions was, gosh, is that, is, does this mean God is dead? And somebody says, no, this means God is still alive. God is still around. You just have to, we just have to find a way of living out this faith without that last prophet gone. And that's where you have a difference of opinion. So you have some who would say that, no, we need to follow the bloodline. We need to follow the, fa- the family lineage uh, from the prophet side where you have the Shias and also that kind of gets extended to religious authority through imams and ayatollahs, etc. And then you have some who say, no, it should be an, through an election and it should be the, thought, the religious authority should come in a different way. That's where you have the two main branches of um, Islam and the Muslim community. And, and that's very simplistic because there's mm. a whole load of other denominations within that as well. Okay, so you'll forgive me then this ignorant question. So if she is then looked to the bloodline, are there Mm. then people today who identify as descendants of Muhammad? They, they will be yes there are there are some people who 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 do i i uh, I, I think the the king um of uh, jordan traces their their his lineage his family's lineage back to the prophet but it's all complicated with you know some people will say oh gosh was this theological is this religious is this political i don't mm-hmm. know how you separate the two our 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 religions are part of the political the political is part of the religious and so you'll have you know this uh, this kind of um, narrative about about how to how to exercise or to <laughs> uphold um, your your authority, but you know what is key is that you know imams. So so I am Sunni. So within uh, within our our mosques, our our imams 
have a different type of role to play um, that you have within other other denominations. What what role is that? To lead prayer. So you will have imams who will be offering, um, uh, you know, um, um, statements or, or legislation. So, for example, recently we've become more aware of fatwas, right, about, mm. a, about a, a religious statement that's made. And we know this because of, sadly, what happened to Salman Rushdie. And that was, you know, in the past with the, 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 the fatwa that came about, you know, killing him, etc. Um, and that comes through a religious authority, who legislate? Who is able to legislate? Now you have some sheikhs who will legislate as well, but by and large, you know you have imams who will be who will be leading who will be leading mm. mosques. I think what's more interesting when it comes to these religions is what's happening now. And you know, I wrote a book with my uh, Jewish and Christian colleague, um, and you can, you can find that as Judaism, Christianity, and Islam: An Introduction to Monotheism. And what we wanted to do was put this historical into the into the contemporary. And I think some of the hot potato issues that Jews, Christians, and Muslims are having to deal with are issues such as gender, sexuality, marriage. What does that mean? in the world that we live in in 2022? And how do they relate that back to historical ideas of what it meant to be a man and a woman? And I think these are the biggest challenges. I think Jews, Christians and Muslims are having to deal with these issues in, in, in ways that they never have on, on issues of, of difference, of internal difference, of people saying, well, my faith is complete um, as a woman. My faith is complete as, uh, as a gay man. And these are hugely challenging to, to I think, some of these very traditional ways of, mm. of, looking, of looking at religion. Well, listen, I, I really enjoyed the conversation, uh, Amanullah, and I hope people at home enjoyed it as well. Amanullah de Sunday is a lecturer in contemporary Islam in University College Cork, and he's head of the religions department there as well. Lots to come on the hard shoulder uh, today. We're going to continue that series, uh, I should say, as well throughout the week, uh, looking at Judaism, the last of the, the three big monotheistic religions, if we'll Describe it that way and we'll dip our toe in the waters of uh, Buddhism and Hinduism as well. But first. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.